So, babe, what's your favorite reason that Steve Carell's never going to win an Oscar? Horton, here's a who. Mm. Mine's the Pepsi commercial that he did. Oh, God. It's it's so it's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad, and it's so rude. And they aired it in it during the Atlanta Super Bowl with the Atlanta skyline in the background with Lil Jon, a star from Atlanta. And, like... I bet. I bet I've Coke never... sales went up. Do you, is there, like, a graph? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they... I will say the reaction in Atlanta to all the Pepsi advertising during the Super Bowl was like definitely that more people were buying Coke. Pepsi users, you can just go ahead and subscribe. Sure, Jan. <laughs> That's hurt to the Pepsi people. Well, listen, <laughs> they got bad taste anyway. We need all the listeners we can get. Listen, if you liked Pepsi, it's probably more likely that this movie aged well for you. John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Lifting. No, where Ryan Gosling no. lifts you like dirty dancing. Okay. Well, this is Home Viewing. It's a podcast where we go through our library movies in alphabetical order. That library has actually grown again recently. No one's surprised. I forgot that I had actually bought this movie. I think we bought it like around Christmas. But it's just been sitting in the... Um, Did, not no. this movie specifically. Mm- but like the movie that I that you found earlier uh, today, game night. Yeah, a game night Blu-ray has been sitting in a Barnes and Noble bag since December, so that's fun. It's on brand for us. Game night was one of my favorite movies from last year, though. Oh God, we're recording this right after the Oscars. Oof. The day after the Oscars, which rip. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. It wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it's like David Sims, one of my favorite critics, wrote. It's like, the Oscars lost any legitimacy they were trying to build the moment they gave Green Book Best Picture. Yeah, but he lost any legitimacy he was trying to build by just being, like, a weird critic. Like, uh, I don't want to hear his Oscar opinions. Have you read his, have you read his works? Like, other than... Have you Do I look like I have time check? to read? You told me that you read NPR at work all the time. This no. was before you started your master's program. I've never read work at NPR. Thank you very much. We are drinking tonight, friends. I made us some delicious shrub cocktails. Given uh, the shrubs given to us by a dear friend as a wedding present, and uh, you know, shout out to Derek, who is actually a member of the Organ Machines. Um, so you know, maybe we'll have him on the podcast eventually. Mm, that'll we'll, be a hard get. Mm, Derek, know. if you're listening, we want you for our podcast. What did we watch this week? Mm-hmm. Love, probably. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. That was... Hmm. Crazy Stupid Love is one of those movies that I used to absolutely love. Yeah. Like... It's one of those movies that is definitely part of its time. And does not age as well. Did did not age well, especially post us all becoming self-aware of the way that we treat women. Um, uh, well, you know, women were always aware. Yeah, women were always aware. Post uh, me becoming self-aware of the way we, t- we treat women? Oh, jeez. Um, John's still becoming aware of the way we treat Came out in 2011. Uh, summer of 2011. I probably watched it in, like, 2011 or 2012. I think. I think probably. We, we watched this together while we were first dating, right? Oh, gosh. It's that old. 
Yeah, yeah. Wait, are we that old? We are that old. This came out before we started. No, I can't possibly be over 21. That's what everyone says when they look at my ID. Mm. Well, it's, uh, as one of our favorite words to describe casts, it is stacked. Oh, I was going to say lit. (laughs) You've got Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, Julianne Moore. I mean... Order of billing was Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore. Steve Carell before Ryan Gosling? Steve Carell was top billing. Steve Carell probably had more credit at that point than Ryan Gosling did. Sure, he had been in... Ryan Gosling would be top now. Yeah, but, like, Well, Julianne Moore should be top What's interesting is that both Julianne Moore and Emma Stone have won Oscars, and Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell have only ever been nominated. It's like they only fill one purpose. Well, JK, Ryan, I love you. Ryan Gosling has a very multi Ryan Gosling, role. if you're listening. Steve Carell will never win an Oscar, I don't think. No, probably. Because he's tried so hard. He's done these yeah, like serious I'm... roles. Dude, that one movie he was on did not even get mentioned at the Oscars at well, all. Oh, Beautiful Boy? Yeah. No, but... not even that one. The weird one with um, Domenay and... With the, Timothy Well, he's like the... No. He's... Oh, Welcome to Marwin yeah, and the... Uh, that one didn't get... Robert Zemeckis? Anything. I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> We won't it go into it, good. but I'm just saying his attempts at being a serious actor have failed. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. I haven't seen the performances. It was also so not mentioned at the Golden Globes. Yeah, well, I haven't seen the performances, so I wouldn't be able to tell you how they did. And I don't have box office figures memorized. No? I know that his performances have generally been well-received. You know who does? I don't... Who? Google. Well, that's fair. But I just don't think that... I don't think that the Academy's ever necessarily going to see him as a serious actor unless he does something huge but i will never see him as a serious actor ever mm-hmm. again especially after that pepsi commercial that we brought up in the intro it's not a serious commercial but it's a bad commercial <laughs> the girl accepts the pepsi that's being given to her with like such a look of resignation on her face makes sense coke's better yeah anyway let's get to our movie <sighs> okay what worked for you It was very colorful. Yeah, I will agree I was with that. impressed. It had a pretty good color palette and did a lot of good work with lighting, like yeah. especially to Ooh. denote environment. Like, going from the bar to the apartment, you just mm-hmm. had an entirely different lighting scheme. Except when he brings Marissa Tomei home and then the apartment lighting reflects more like the bar lighting, which is interesting. Hmm. Also, like, the set the set dressing really, like, drove home his, like, loneliness. And you know what too. I thought was progressive about this, though? What? Like, even though Ryan Gosling's framed as this, like, like, ladies' man, he's never, like, super, like, like, he's not great with them, but he's not, like, rude to them. He's not, like... I would say that walking up and interrupting your conversation with your friends while you're out in the night on the Ryan town Gosling. and forcing, forcing drinks on them, that's kind of not great. Are you saying that you... If anyone them? wants to walk up to me at a bar and give me a drink, I will not be upset. Does not happen to me. <laughs> Maybe it's the shiny things on my finger. I don't know. <laughs> it might be that. I, I think know. you're supposed to buy me the drinks. I do buy you drinks sometimes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't like overly horrible. I mean, I think the thing that does work well is that there are a lot. It this movie does good work with the ensemble style. Mm-hmm. Um, it. The script works well for telling multiple stories that are interrelated to each other. Yeah, like each, that, that each is a character is with like 
each character's arc, with like one notable exception, feels like very. It's like the Christmas movie realistic. format, like the English Christmas oh, movie format. Oh, like a kind of like. It does feel kind of Richard Courtesy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Does it's, it does feel like an imitation of like? I mean, this feels like a thing that could very easily be staged if you tried hard hard enough as like a high school play where you wanted like a big ensemble and you had like a a lot of big roles to do, you know? Mm, maybe not that far, but yeah. Maybe not that far. I don't think I don't think a high schooler is going to get a schwanz out in the middle of the spa, you know, and put it in Steve Carell's face. Anyway. Also, Ryan Gosling used the word schwanz a lot in this movie. Yeah, I don't know what like type of person they were going for with him. Maybe I'm not familiar with uh Northernisms. Schwanz is Yiddish. He, it's it's the Jewish. No, but he. They were trying to go for this like I guess like New Jersey or something. I don't. I don't know what they were going for. Ryan Gosling is going to be Ryan Gosling. His suits were amazing though. That was probably oh, one of the best parts of this movie. Absolutely great suits. Like Ryan Gosling, great great dresser in this movie. Like, and I really did love all the times that he slapped Steve Carell in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the emotional tension between um, Julianne Moore and Steve Carell worked very well too. Um, like you could believe that. Well, I, it's it's maybe it's because it's very easy to buy Steve Carell as a man who stopped trying. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when he rolls out of the car. That's so funny. Like that's one of the gabs that really works. Oh, you you know who you know what who really worked in this movie though? John Carroll Lynch as Bernie. The, uh, the the dad the dad of the, the dad. babysitter yeah yeah he was absolutely I mean he's a great actor like him and Zodiac the breakup present him and <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh but he's so good he's been in he he works he works very hard and he does very good Annalie Tipton was fun she's got one of those faces one of those I was on America's Next Top Model faces you yeah. know yeah how many times are you gonna bring that one up. Listen, it's it's fun to mention that, you know, she wants to be on top. Okay, you're fired from this podcast. I'm looking for new co-hosts. <laughs> if anyone would like to. What do you want to talk about in this episode? Mm-hmm. More about Ryan Gosling. More about Ryan Gosling? And how about how Emma Stone's character calls him on his, like, bullshit. Oh, yeah, it it's was absolutely so good. great. Multiple times throughout the movie Multiple calls him on times. his bullshit. I thought I thought the opening scene was very effective to show like Emma Stone's character as someone who knows what they want even if they're having trouble seeing it necessarily. Right, which like like the the, the establishing scene with Emma Stone at the bar with um with Liza Lapira who shout out rest in peace don't trust the bee in apartment 23. Man, that was a good show. It was a, such a good show. It was very funny. Like, the interaction that she had with Ryan Gosling. But, you know, we know that she and Ryan Gosling have chemistry. Not just because of this movie, but also the fact that they were recast together in La La Land. Yeah. A fun film. A fun film that demonstrates the chemistry that Ryan and Emma have. And it's interesting because this film feels like a precursor in a lot of ways. Especially with all the scenes that take place in the bar. With the... With the La La Land stuff. Yeah, it just seemed with the, like with the a dancing, best run for La La Land. The, the dancing stuff at the uh, at his house later in the movie, mm-hmm. and the uh, and the record player too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it it felt like a test case, and it 
don't know. I liked them a lot. Yeah, every character over the age of 18 in this movie I thoroughly enjoyed. I would say. Marissa Tomei, was, uh, her freakout in the parent-teacher conference was absolutely hilarious. Also, just Steve Carell completely tripping over himself trying to buy her, uh, buy her the sober character, a drink in the bar. <laughs> that was... That was hilarious to me. Maybe, I guess, Steve Carell's character is supposed to be a demonstration of how, like, Ryan Gosling's character thinks that he's, like, cool, but then you translate it to someone who's not as good-looking and, like, as, like, charismatic, and 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 you're like, wow, this is kind of a jerk thing to do. And someone who, like, has at least a decent relationship with the women in his life, Mm -hmm. too. Like, it's interesting. I don't know. Ryan Gosling's character does come across as a little one-dimensional toward the end of it because it's as simple as like, yeah, you know, I try to fill my life with sex and uh, expensive things to make me happy, and of course I'm not happy. And, you know, one thing is going to fix that whole thing. As if just... I mean, I feel like Emma Stone maybe could fix a lot of people, a lot of my problems, but I don't think it's realistic, you know? But this movie isn't exactly really a stickler for realism, and I think that's why maybe it didn't age as well. Yeah, some of the lines in there are very, like, you wouldn't get away with that now. Which I'm noticing a lot in, like, early... Any Anything made anything before, from like, like two- 2013. Yeah. Before, like, 2014, even. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's interesting to see the ways that Hollywood has evolved, even just in the past few years. Like, even before, like, Me Too and Time's Up and the, the Weinstein accusations, you know. Mm-hmm. There was still this underwelling of you know, non-white male talent coming up, starting to influence the methods of production and the ways that we see things. It felt like maybe the script could have used one more draft, you know? And that's the other thing, too. You could see the script in this movie so clearly. Like, realism is not a thing in this movie. Everyone speaks like they're on stage. You know? The dialogue the dialogue ping-pongs a little too easily, and there are, like, certain repeated cues throughout. And sometimes that can be used to great effect, such as the David Lindhagen scene. The uh, climact- the climactic uh, mini-golf garden scene. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. One of the... Just laugh out loud, like, falling back into my seat funny. Especially, like, when Ryan Gosling takes his rings off when he realizes oh, who man. Kevin Bacon is. Just, like... Defining moments of cinema right there. But, except for a few shining moments, it kind of falls flat for me. You want to talk about why? Why it falls flat for you? Well, why why it might fall flat for anyone. What didn't work? Josh Groban. You thought Josh Groban didn't no, work? No, he did. I just thought we needed to talk about him. Okay, okay, Josh Groban worked. He was hilarious. hilarious. God, the scene where he's like, I'm going to make you an offer that's going to change your life. Do you want to be the newest lawyer? At God, he he had the exact amount of just obliviousness necessary to pull that off, you know? And like, the fact that he calls her Hannah Banana. Hannah Banana, Banana. Oh. Uh, Like, watching those scenes, I did in fact feel like Liza Lapira's character. <laughs> where mm-hmm. she just wanting to drink more and more and get um. out of there. I think that's the other, uh, that's the thing that kind of drives me crazy about this movie, too. I wouldn't quite call the humor cringe humor, but yeah. a lot, but and there are some scenes. she goes from technically one, like, doofus to, like, 
a little bit better doofus. Well, her motivation he is entirely like, just because he's hot, you know? Yeah, yeah, but then they turn out to have, like, really good, like... Chemistry, chemistry and, like, a really good connection and are able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't just happen. That's something you have to build over time. Mm-hmm. What, do you... It can just you, you and I both know that it takes work to build, like, communication, like... You, yeah, but you can't automatically click with someone and talk to them for hours. But the first... Listen, just because it didn't work for you and me doesn't mean it doesn't I'm just happen. saying the first conversation... First year of... Conversation? Uh, the first year of our relationship, we didn't have any, like, phone conversations because you didn't like talking on the phone. That's different than having chemistry. I mean, we just happened to I like... I didn't this, like co- talking on the phone. But, like, we, we happened to like the same album. That's literally the reason that we started talking. But, like... We didn't necessarily have that rapport that we have now. You don't then. have to, but you can. That's true. But I just feel like... Mm, sometimes I feel like relationships that start like that aren't going to last super long. Because you are eventually going to run out of things that you click on. Well, but that's the whole point of just... Like, do you like this person enough to work on that? Yes or no? And then that's how a relationship keeps going. Exactly. Okay, here's... Yeah, Honestly, here's where the movie does start to lose me. Because it sort of holds itself up as like, love is this great and wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's and oh, like, oh that's sh- why we didn't like it. Remember, because they were talking about all this these marriage cliches, and we're married and we're like, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it's because we haven't been married for that long, but as a married couple, this movie ain't that cute, you no. know? Like, sure, it's great as someone who's just out of high school. Like, you don't just lose your marriage over someone not dressing well and, like, not paying attention. Well, I feel like you could lose a marriage over someone not trying. If someone doesn't put Yeah, but I feel like they hadn't talked about it. Okay, 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 take it it from this perspective. If you're not in the hyper-Christian South where no one wants to get divorced. Can you get divorced? No, just kidding. (laughs) Is that an option? You know, in in Hollywood, that cesspit, you know... (laughs) Uh, we're not gonna talk about that. Oh, God. No. Someone, someone told me last night while I was watching the Oscars, it was like, yeah, can you name anyone in Hollywood who stayed married? And I named like five different couples. And he was like, well, what about Brad Pitt? I was like, yeah, that's Brad Pitt. You know? George and Amal Clooney? Um, hello? Melissa <laughs> well, McCarthy and her. They're married, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like... They wore tracksuits to the after party. It was cute. What about Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty, too? Like, completely... Fr- I mean, Jason Momoa and Lisa, Lisa Bonet have been... They have two kids. Yeah. But of course, Lisa Bonet did get divorced from Lenny Kravitz at some point, but... Yeah, but he's like... Lenny old. Kravitz? <laughs> Lisa Bonet is old. Yeah, how do they have kids? Lisa Bonet... <sighs> the problem is, I did almost think that Jason Momoa was on the red carpet with Zoe Kravitz, because Lisa Bonet... They look almost and, identical. Right? For- like... It's like Zoe Kravitz has Lenny's eyes and Lisa Bonet's everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild. Ugh. The the middle schooler plotline, the babysitter yeah, crush plotline. Yeah, did not like that. Did not, not work a good... for me. Did not work for me it's at all. Not cute. The, the romantic grand gestures. And then she gives him the picture at the end of the movie, and I'm like, no, that's, that's illegal. illegal. And everyone could go to jail. <laughs> Literally everyone. Literally everyone. Uh, yeah. The uh, child pornography jokes. Lots of fun. Yeah, no. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. 
That was not handled well. Now, John Carroll Lynch jumping Steve Carell in response to that. Hilarious. Absolutely great. Absolutely fantastic. Steve, okay, so that's what it is. Is like Steve Carell's good at like physical humor because in the office they're always doing like ridiculous oh, stuff like that. Yeah, and pull, he's good at like pulling like reaction faces mm-hmm. too. And you know he has that ridiculous scream where you know oh, whenever God. he, you know, no, Steve Carell yells like this, like no, no, God, please no. You sound like Grover, and you made the dog upset. Oh, Grover sounds much more like this. So. All right, you're cutting that. Do you know the monster at the end of this podcast? Okay. All right. I'm very scared of him. Did you ever read Monster at the End of This Book? No. Oh, it's adorable. Very good introductory children's picture book. Didn't even mention Kevin Bacon. I mean, mm, he's barely there. Yeah. He's barely there. I did like... I did like the little kid, like, defending his dad to Kevin Bacon in the office. That alone felt kind of out Oh, of- that, that was really funny. But that felt kind of out of character with the rest of his actions in yeah. the movie, you know? Who gives an 8th grade valedictorian speech? I know, right? I don't think that was a thing. I don't, it's, it's not. They just needed an opportunity to get Steve Carell in front of a crowd and give a monologue about love that... He- that was messed up. Ugh. If some man started talking during... My eighth grade graduation, he would have been tackled and escorted out of the room. Ugh. Like, this movie takes suspension of disbelief a little too it's far. It's too much. Also, the kids, the kids' wacko theory was, it was bad. It was just bad. It's just not good. No. Like, I think, I think that's what made me so uncomfortable was the treatment of women in this movie, which is not great. And the way that we look at the... A lot of it centers around middle and high school kids' sexuality in what is otherwise, you know, a rom-com about adults in relationships, you know? It's not a teen comedy. Mm-mm. It's like it's like you're looking at it from the perspective of an adult, and yet this child romance takes such a front seat, which Gross. made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Made me real uncomfortable. What else do you want to talk about in this movie? Oh, it was trying to feel like an indie movie. Yeah, the, I thought even it, though it was a studio production. Yeah. Well, I mean, it ended with that Middle East song, you know. What? The... Oh yeah, that song. Is that what the band's called, Middle East? Yeah, the song is called Blood, and the band is called the Middle East. First of all, that's a gross band name. Yup. The bar music felt kind of overwrought too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I wasn't a fan of the soundtrack in this movie. Is it time to rate? Also, like, no offense, you're trying to become, like, a partner or whatever. You wouldn't spend that much time on the bars, I don't think. Well, she went to the bar once. She went to the bar once. And then they went to the Mexican restaurant before studying for the bar and then Aww. after passing the bar. Because that's where you would celebrate, is the Mexican restaurant. They're in L.A., I'm pretty sure. Like, L.A.? L.A. They're in, they're in Southern California. They're going to the Mexican There's restaurant. so much good food there. You're lawyers. Like, go to... Go to a good dinner spot. You know what? You could go to the sexy, unique restaurant in WeHo. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to rate? I don't think we're rating first. What, how, what are we rating it out of? Oh, well that and what I would even give it. Hmm. Well, do you want to give a uh, Bethy Award and I give a Johnny Award or something like Mm-mm. that? Mm-mm. You don't. You don't want to name your best picture Mm-mm. of the year? For rating this movie. Well, I mean, just to just to 
Okay, to rate this movie, three, three out of five. I don't, three out of five ensemble cast members. Yeah, I'm thinking like a 2.75. Yeah. It is not. It's average. Yeah. It's enjoyable, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily hold up. Mm-hmm. God, eight years later, almost. Hmm? Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's been so long since this movie came out. Yeah. Favorite Oscars moment. Oh, Olivia Coleman's speech. Yeah, my, me too. <laughs> Olivia Coleman's speech was fantastic. Uh, I think that deserved Best Picture more than Green Room did. I did also like the Lady Gaga, Bradley... Bradley Cooper performance. performance. That was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I like Julian Welch and Dave Rawlings doing a Cowboy Trades of Spur for Wings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Okay, I don't know what we're watching next. I think I... Something with a C. No, I think we're actually done with the Cs. The Cats bonus episode? Oh, no. <gasps> Should we put up a poll whether everyone wants us to do a Cats bonus episode oh, or no. not? Oh, no. Bethany finally got me to cave and watch Cats. The, uh, the recorded West End production of Cats. It was an experience... I don't know how they're going to make it... I don't know what Tom Hooper's going to do to make it viable as... Yeah, I'm real worried about as, it. I don't know as about a movie. this. Like, <clears throat> I mean, he's got he's got the cast to make it a good movie, but I just don't think he has the source material to make I a good just, movie. I don't know. Uh, also, I just... Sometimes you forget that the same guy who made Evita and the Phantom of the Opera made Starlight Express and Cats. Do you, what do you, is Starlight Express? Oh my god, you don't know about Starlight is it Express. Bad? It sounds bad. Is it about a train? It's about trains in general. He does like trains. All the actors are on roller skates. Skimble Shanks? No, did you, did you hear me? On roller skates? Yeah, they play different trains and train cars and they're on roller skates and it's like a... It's like ca- the cat's kind of music. How too. did he even find enough people that were like, yeah, I'm down for so this that's musical like, on roller that's skates? That's actually like... Uh, do you know Jenna Maroney from 30 Rock? Yeah. Yeah, she originated one of the roles on Broadway, and in some of the scenes where they do flashbacks to her doing plays, she's wearing her costume from Starlight Express. Oh my god. (laughs) Let me go check our shelf. I think I'm excited for what's next, though, if I'm right. Yeah, we burned through the seas. What we got next? We are going into our single D movie. We only have one D movie? We only have one D movie. Do you think the microphone could hear you from all the way over there? Only have one D movie. And the winner is? Death at a Funeral. Uh, Such a fun flick. That'll be good. So, until next time, we're members of the Pocket Podcast Network. Shows on the Pocket Podcast Network include Ghoul Tank, Simultaneous Catch, No Dice, which is on hiatus right now, so it's a great time to catch up. Um, and, of course... Them's the boys. Them's the facts. Other other plugs. Oh, oh, I want to plug some friends' music real quick. Oh, there's a new EP in town. Yes. Uh, oh, there's a few EPs in town. Yeah, uh, well, there's an EP. There's an there's like an LP, too. Who did an LP? Oh, Super, uh, Super Marine. Our friends Sam and Nick oh. uh, just put out a full-length album of their, like, electronic and saxophone music, which is actually bet. Bethany is very skeptical of saxophones. I didn't say anything. You don't have to I, ask I me saw on the this look podcast. In your eye. I saw the look I in your eye. I love Nick. Yes, exactly. 
Nick is a good guy. We play board games with him all the time. He could possibly listen, li- be listening to this podcast. Yes, it's true. Um, <laughs> and then The Figurant put out an EP, which is... Uh, I don't know what it's called, good. but it's excellent. Per- <laughs> uh, perfection Corruption. Perfection slash Corruption, I believe it's called. Sure. Yeah. We it, could look it up on the internet. It has got some cool stuff on it. We and saw it all performed live. Password Password yes. also recently came out with an EP, right? They did just come out with an EP. Yep. If you Google perfection slash corruption, they're the first result. The really? Figure, yeah. Did they buy that with internet money? Well, I, don't, <laughs> I feel like no one else has done a perfection slash corruption so? named album. No? Mm-hmm. You, does Google pay attention to where you live? Yes. Like, is it like, oh, you might like this Atlanta band? Yes. Oh my god, that messed me up so bad on Aquaman. What? Her name sounded... It sounded like they were saying Atlanta every time. Yeah, absolutely it did. Her was name bad. was Atlanta, daughter of At- King Atlan. Because, of course, Atlantis would be named after someone named Atlan. Add us if you want our opinion on Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing. I like Temuera Morris, Django Fett. Jabba the Temuera Hutt? Morrison. No. Yabba? Yabba. Texture. texture is <laughs> something that obsesses me. Okay, we're going. Tell, tell me what is French kiss? <laughs> I think I would French kiss. Yeah, you know the one I have at home. He's very large. I like to touch him. <laughs> all right, well that's all we got. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Tune in next week to find out the texture of Yaba. You know, it's something. The texture. Ciao. Texture. Never how you knew it Nobody looks at it that way but you We all saw him drowning But you were the one with the blood on your hands Take it, I never saw the Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket